are listening to booze bullshit and true crime i'm extremely tired i'm brie i'm extremely tired i'm waiting <laughs> and we're gonna talk about some gnarly shit tiredly i'm i'm not tired i was just making fun of her give me some of your energy then because i'm i'm a struggling even though i wasn't the one that got up early this morning i don't have energy but i'm just not tired that sounds like all I'm of my dark. 20s Yes. So, what happened this week? Nothing I remember. Nothing happened this week? I don't remember what happened this week. We brought up our piggy Lupin with us, and she tried to rape all of my coworkers. That is true. <laughs> that did happen. Our pigs in heat. They took it like champs. But I did lock her in her cage when she was going after Ron, and she got so angry she was grabbing the kennel grate with her bottom teeth. And hooking it and then shaking the crate violently. So all of us were just like sitting there staring at her like, what? Demon pig. She really wanted her some run. She liked him. I spun some fire last night. Spun some fire. That was fun. Just funny phrase. Uh, how else do you say it? I lit shit on fire and waved it in front of my face. Appropriate shit. You didn't just light stuff on fire and yeah just i don't know it sounded weird that was all i swung a fire i rotated fire i played with fire i played with fire there you go i definitely did that i'm part of a women's group and we did this whole big drum circle and danced with fire and that was pretty fun i'm pretty sure i singed one of my dreads a little bit but yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> It'll grow eventually. We were also using new fuses, so I don't know how much of that was like the new fuse setting or my hair. Jury's still out. <laughs> Something else has to have happened this week. We are not that boring. Nothing really happened. We just worked. Worked a lot. Yeah, that was it. Prepared for Christmas. Are you? Yes. I have a couple gifts coming tomorrow, and I'm done. Oh, actually, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm not done. But it's fine. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. It'll get worked out. I went to Fresno today just to go to a doctor's appointment. But I went down a little bit early because I need to do some errands and drop off some hoops to my friend Anissa. And all I did was go to Target. I just went to Target. And I went to the ones on First and Shields. For those of you that don't know Fresno or aren't close to Fresno, there's the north end of fresno and there's a shopping center called river park and that's the one that's closest to our house but it gets so busy because it's like the quote-unquote nice part of town right wouldn't you say sure yeah um and first and shields is not the worst part of town but not the greatest so i was like it'll be less busy which it was it was still so bad i got run into a run into with a car three different times by the same person no oh (laughs) (laughs) that would have been really bad i think i just would have lost it I'm happy I wasn't in a hurry. It took me half an hour to drive to my doctor's appointment, where generally that drive would take like eight to ten minutes. And then trying to come home and just get on the freeway today was really horrible. And once you get like out of town and you're out in the foothills, basically, there's a stoplight out in the middle of nowhere on our freeway. 
and it was backed up so far, and people weren't realizing, and they were just, like, slamming on their brakes. It was terrifying. Oh, my God. Yeah. But all of my Christmas shopping is motherfucking done, and some of my gifts are already given away, so... I can guarantee you that she's probably forgetting something. Probably. I probably won't figure it out until the day of Christmas, and then it'll be too late to fix it anyway, so I really don't give a fuck. Fuck yeah, Christmas. All the important people got got. Besides your parents. Got got? Yeah, I need to get get them some. <laughs> oh, we haven't said what our theme is. Oh, yeah. I am so excited about this theme. Tell us. Santa Crimes. Bad, very bad Santas. But what more specifically? Mall Santas? Mall Santas. Which, uh. mine adheres to that in some way, but I guess we were more getting at, like, people who impersonate Santa crimes. Mine are all about a guy in a Santa suit. Some of them are Mall Santas, some aren't. It's still gonna and be funny. I, the main one I, my guy wasn't a Mall Santa. He was just a Santa Santa holiday. adjacent. Yeah, crime. Santa adjacent crime. Yeah. Still happened in December. But I don't think oh he was my in god! Santa suit. How I relate this is it was done in December, which is when Christmas happens, which is when Santa's around. So technically. Okay, now she's gonna eat her words. So <laughs> just remember that part. All right, I have some very wacky things to talk about before I get into my case. So I guess I will start. Labeled my notes "Bad Santa," so I think that's gonna have to be the name of the episode. Bad Center, very bad Santa. Um, every year, hundreds of thousands of children flock to malls all around the country to sit on St. Nick's knee and whisper what they want for Christmas into his ear. It's a tradition that most of us have partaken in at least once in our lives. Did you ever do the Santa picture thing? I don't think so, no. Not even one time? Uh-uh. Wow. Your mom had three kids. She was like, fuck going to a mall with three children. No, thank you. We're three years apart, though. All of us were. Does that make it better? Kind of. <laughs> okay. I still feel like it's three kids at a mall. At a certain point, it's three kids at a mall. Anyways. All right. I did the picture thing at least once because I've seen one picture of me on Santa's lap. I don't remember it, but we did it. <laughs> Have you ever really thought about how well vetted these mall Santas are, though? Because I hadn't. No. I mean, he's a mall employee. Oh, it, and he's not even a mall employee. Well, it's we'll like get a into fucking it. staffing agency. We'll get into it. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had never really put much thought into that whole matter of how they acquire fucking mall Santas until I started doing some research. Generally speaking, most malls and department stores hire their Santas through one of several companies in the States that specialize in mall Santa-esque actors. So, like, rent-a-Santa, literally. Nice. Yeah. And what's really funny is I didn't put any of this into the research because it would just be too much. But I did want to at least, like, mention a few of the things I found. So a lot of the people that get hired through these Santa staffing agencies go through a Santa college. It's like clown school. Exactly like clown school. They teach you how to be a good Santa. Oh, yeah. Proper etiquette. Yes, exactly. Same exact shit. And there was the guy who was, like, the creator, owner of the fucking... Santa college? Santa College, yes. Whoa. <laughs> but he was... Big guy on campus. Big guy. 
Um, he was saying how, like, they have to have their own beard because it, like, fucks with the... What's the word? Fucks with the... Authenticity? Authenticity. Authenticity. <laughs> of the Santa if it's, like, a fake beard, which I totally... 100% agree with. Agree. Santa needs his own motherfucking beard. He's got to have a nice pair of boots and Ray-Bans. <laughs> Ray-Bans, specifically. He's a hipster Santa. Sure. Wade Santa is a hipster Santa. But the person who was interviewing asked if the Santa also had to have, like, their own big belly. Does the Santa have to have a big belly? And the guy's answer was, we do not judge a Santa by the girth of his waist, but more so by the girth of his heart. And I was like, why is he saying girth so many times? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is a, there is a Santa college. Uh, as far as the people who, what do you call it, rent out the Santas, the Santa staffing agency, the companies vet their Santas by performing background checks, looking into criminal history. They also check sexual offenders databases and even do drug screenings for the potential Santas. However, a national survey found that 7% of seasonal Santas are declined employment due to failing their screening in some way or another. So the people that do go through it. Oh, God. You can't even be a Santa. Damn. I couldn't be a Santa. I definitely couldn't be a Santa. Even with all the vetting going on, though, sometimes Santas can still fall through the cracks, or chimney, rather. (sighs) Ah. Uh I had to. You know I played Santa. Christmas tree lane. You did play Santa. (laughs) He let a bunch of children and women he didn't know sit on his lap so they could take pictures and i was standing there like this is great nope they never sat on my lap they sat in the sleigh with me true yeah that is true they never sat on my lap ever i I mean i've held kids on my knee and stuff like that but they sit in the sleigh and this motherfucker is the most un-santa-like individual ever so me walking down christmas tree lane seeing him in a santa suit being like ho 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 to little kids i was like damn (laughs) The struggle is real. (laughs) I had fun with it. I know you did. Good times. I would not. He also played the Grinch, which I think is more fitting. Yes. You are not a very I played a happy Grinch, though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. More fitting. The article I pulled from referred to a man in 2009 who had played Santa the previous two years at a local business and events in the community, and the dude decided to run for mayor. At this point, a thorough background check on the man was conducted. Fast forward to Mr. Smalltown Santa pleading guilty to 22 counts of possession of child pornography, 7 counts of unlawful contact with children, 7 counts of corruption of a minor, and 2 counts of aggravated indecent assault. How the fuck is this dude on the streets? How is corruption of a minor a charge? I feel like I would be charged with that. Manipulating. Oh, not like that. It doesn't just mean corrupting in any way. I mean... Like, if you smoke weed with your 14-year-old fucking like little sister, is that corruption of a minor? yeah, shit like that. Wow. I'm assuming. I don't know, though. I did not know that was a thing. I read that, and I was like, is that really? And I looked it up. It's really a thing. And what did it say, then? I didn't read that far into it. It oh, basically geez. stated any way of corrupting a minor, but that oh. was also the goog, and I don't know the how... The goog. <laughs> I don't know how proficient they are in, like, law... <laughs> over the there Goog. on Google. The Goog. Yeah. Well, jury's out on that. But um 
In 2008, a mall Santa was sentenced to 20 years in prison for traveling to Thailand to have sex with young boys. Whoa. Yeah, that was... That happened. In court, the prosecution stated that this predator often boasted on the internet about fondling young boys while dressed as Santa. Oh. So he's a real piece of shit. While there are extreme examples of what can happen when Santas go rogue, consider this. A CBS News reporter went undercover in Los Angeles in recent years to see if he could be hired as a mall Santa in five different malls in the L.A. area using the alias of a registered sex offender that lived in L.A. All five locations offered him the position. All five of the malls also claimed to run background checks on all applicants. Oh, no. So it might just be them saying it and assuming that somebody wanting to be a fucking Santa isn't... Yeah. Yeah, not good. Now that I've made everyone feel disgusting by talking all about pervy Santas, how about a palate cleanser? Please. Okay, let's do it. I thought I was going to be happy and shit. Well, I guess not. My, not, my case not isn't happy, so that's why I wanted to bring a little levity into the situation. Right. A mall Santa in Maine was fired in 2012 because he kept making kids cry. Facebook posts on the mall's page describe Santa yelling in an 11-year-old boy's face that he was greedy after the boy told him what he wished for. Whoa. You're greedy! <laughs> <laughs> Another mall Santa was let go after telling a nine-year-old girl that Santa isn't real. Oh. And the whole story is the mom had, like, the nine-year-old girl and I think a little brother who was, like, four years old or something. And they got up to the front of the line and the mall Santa turned around and looked at the nine-year-old girl and was like, You're too old to come see Santa. Santa isn't even real. And then turned back around. Damn, Santa. Santa is me. Rude. (laughs) Ruined. In 2018, a drunk Santa outside of a mall was caught on video puking, face planning, <laughs> trying to ride away on a bicycle, <laughs> then face planning again. Yes. You then see him arguing with the cop and eventually being cuffed and taken away. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. I'm pretty sure I've seen many drunk Santas at Strawberry Music Festival. Oh, yeah. Hmm. In 2011, a 73-year-old mall Santa was arrested for public intoxication when other employees noticed him stumbling and slurring his speech. (laughs) To be fair, if I was a 73-year-old mall Santa, that'd probably be how I would do it. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Fucking Merry Christmas! (laughs) Happy holidays! Ho, 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 ho! Police were seeing double when they were called to a Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne, Indiana... Uh, McDonald's in 2014 to remove an unwanted Santa who was causing a disturbance. When officers arrived, they found two Santas. Oh no, there (laughs) can only be one. There can only be one? Uh, Though the manager stated that one Santa had been hired and paid for, the other Santa was also inviting children to sit on his lap, which made me like gag. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) One was paid for. (laughs) You can come over here and sit down on my lap, little I'm boy. I'm real Santa. Ew. <laughs> I can't. When officers asked the bad Santa his name, he responded with simply, Mr. Claus. <laughs> and I want you to do your stuff first before I tell my story. Why? I don't know, because I always go first, and that's all my background. Oh. I thought that was going to be your full case. No. Huh. No, I did a case. Oh. Okay. Oh, you just have funny stories. I'm excited. Well, I have funny stories and a case. We'll bring everybody down with death and despair with my case at the end. <laughs> okay. So, uh, 
there was a 74-year-old woman in a mall Santa actually chased her with a 2x4 outside of a shopping center in Hartford, Connecticut. Allegedly, the elderly woman had stole something from Santa. So Santa, Santa picked up a 20, or 24. 24-pack, <laughs> <laughs> threw it at her head. A 2x4 and chased after her. Screaming, give it back to me. But then when the cops got there, they found no evidence that the woman took anything from him, and Santa was charged with assault. I read about that. That's that scary. That more recent one. That's 74, man. Oh, no, the, the woman was 74 The woman was 74. I don't know how old the mall cop, or mall cop. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> the mall Santa was. <laughs> so there's, enough, there's a creepy one, and this one I said should have been on uh, that TV show. How to Catch Predator. Oh, I hated that show. So icky. So James Gray Daniel went on Yahoo Instant Message Messenger. Oh, remember when that was a thing? Yeah. Solicited uh, a 13-year-old girl for favors when he arrived to the prearranged meeting. He was uh, arrested by police because they are waiting for him. It was pretty much like a sting operation. That is to catch a predator, yeah. Good. Well, it's not, but... That's the premise. Yes. It wasn't an episode on that. Anyways, in court, he revealed that he was actually uh, a mall Santa at that mall that they got him at. Why would he yeah. be forthcoming with that information? By the way, I also get he paid said, to have kids yeah, sit on my lap. He said for the past several years, and uh, that many children had already sat on his lap and told him what they wanted for Christmas. This is so gross. Yeah. I thought this would be funny. This is gross. Ugh. So, and this wait. one was actually a movie. Wait. What? what? If you really think about it, I hate that. Okay, I hate this whole episode. Because if you really think about it, I always just thought of it as Santa. That dude's his own grown-ass motherfucking dude doing whatever kind of fucking gross shit he does on his own time. And you're literally handing him your child and being like, sit on the stranger's lap. Yep. That is all. Sorry. Continue. Anyways, this one, I mean, there's like multiple movies made about this whole thing. Bad Santa? Yes. Yes! So, I was pretty shocked when I read that there's an actual real event that happened. And a real event happened? With a guy in a Santa suit okay. at a bank robbery. There you go. So, this dude walked into a bank with a fucking Santa suit on, Santa sack, all that shit. Santa sack. Yeah, and he whipped out a fucking rifle from the sack. And then <laughs> demanded all the tellers to give him the money to put it in the sack. And didn't and they get too away. scared and he, like, jumped over the counter and started filling up his sack himself? No, he was, like, jolly the entire time. And <laughs> oh, that was another was robbery yeah. I was reading about. Everybody was all calm and he told everybody that he had to pay all of his else. That's why he was withdrawing so much money. Oh, my God. I love this part. And they got away with it? <coughs> For a little bit, they got caught. There. How do you even get away with a bank robbery nowadays? Does that happen very often? I don't think it does. No. He said that he, and there's quotes in here, or like testimonies, that they're saying that he actually was being all jolly, but like when he left, he was serious, and he said that if, you know, they put ink dyes in the money, that he'd come back and terminate everybody from the naughty, or from the nice list. Bad Santa! (laughs) (laughs) So there's a... South Carolina authorities say a 44-year-old woman, she beat up her fucking husband and stabbed him with a ceramic 
squirrel. Oh, yeah. She came in, or he came in the house in the Santa suit, and she thought he was a burglar. <laughs> he was trying to surprise her and put, like, a nice gift under the table or a tree or some shit. <laughs> He's trying to do some role-playing, get yeah. some sexy time. Yep. And then he also returned home with no beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> a ceramic squirrel. I feel like that'd be pointy. Yeah. I think she beat him with it and then stabbed him. Oh, my God. Anyways, the case that I did, I thought was kind of relevant due to the fact that the town's name was Santa Claus. There's a Santa Claus? Santa Claus, Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) California. California. I was like, there's definitely not a Santa Claus, California. And it's, uh, like, it's Christmas themed for tours. All the time? Yeah, all the time. Oh, I would hate that. It's home to under 200 people. I would hate that even more. Not the 200 people, the fact that it's so small and everywhere you go is Christmas. Fuck that. Christmas cheers year-round, yo. Fuck Christmas cheer. Making the magic happen, people. No. I like it. No magic. I mean, it goes all the way down to, like, the fucking road names are, like, Slay Street, Noel Street, Rudolph Way. It's not cute. Yeah, Chris Kingle. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, anyways. The town's motto, though, is kind of weird. The city that loves children. That, okay. <laughs> yep. Don't like that. So, I'm going to talk about a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. That was in and out of foster care. Well, not really. He went to, like, three homes, foster homes. That's in and out, I would say. I'd say, but I think, like, for the most part, he stayed quite a while. That, I mean, you're still a foster child, but okay. Yeah. And his name was, uh, I don't know, actually. This is the real magic, people. Yeah. Sorry, I had, like, case information, victim stuff. Is this guy a victim or a perpetrator? Perpetrator. Okay. So we hate him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what? Still nothing? No. I have no filler. I don't either. I'm sorry. Anyways, I'll start it off where I started off. (laughs) So, Kim and Danny Daniels cared for foster children along with two of their own kids. Like, they had two kids and they fostered kids. Kim grew up in foster care. Okay. So, they actually looked after the kid. His name was Jerry Scott. There you go. Uh, Hitler. Hitler? Hitler. 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 Yeah, something. It's Hitler. And at the time that Jerry came into the house, he was actually kicking, like, drugs and coming off of alcohol addiction. How old was he? He was 18 or 17, almost turning 18. So he would be not in foster care shortly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it was quite a short time that he was with them. And interesting fact about Jerry, he actually had open-heart surgery when he was four years old damn and is a, was a foster kid because his uh, like what they call it poor supervision like it wasn't neglect but his mom she was i guess not like always around but i'm when pretty she sure was, that's neglect well they didn't claim it as neglect because when i read about it it literally said just poor supervision not neglect in parentheses on some case files, some case files. So he was taking care of them, or she was taking care of them, but not, like, keeping eyes on them like she should have. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Okay. At all times, I guess. So, in between... Wait, that's why he had heart surgery? No. 
Okay. No, I was just that was just an interesting fact that popped up when okay. I searched his name because gotcha. that was like the second thing that came up on Google. So I decided to throw it in there. The Goog, the Goog treated me well on research. Um, and he was also afraid of the dark too. I, I mean, that in there. me too. Yeah, but he he said when he was like when he described being afraid of the dark, he said that he was afraid of a knife falling from the sky. Um. Yeah. Strange. Very strange. So, back to Kim and Daniel. The Daniels family, they were shot, all of them, by Jerry. And he just slipped through a back window one night after Jessica Daniels, who was Kim and Danny's daughter, like actual daughter. Jerry and Jessica had a relationship they were actually sleeping together. Jessica got pregnant. She had a miscarriage. Oh. Danny, before that Jessica told them that she was pregnant, had spoke to Jerry and told him that, you know, you don't need to be around my daughter, that blah, 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 your bad influence, stuff so like that. So he wasn't living at the house at the time. While he was living at the house, they started having a relationship. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then he got kicked out because... He went back to his mom's house when he was 18 and all that. And plus, he was 18, so he was out of foster care. They didn't oh, have to take okay. care of anymore. Gotcha. And, and they, Jessica, he just got the daughter pregnant, so they were like, go fuck off. Yeah, well, they didn't know that at that point. That was when Danny just told him, you know, you need to stay with my daughter. You got to get out of here. You're 18. Oh. So he went back to his mom's. And then Jessica said that she was pregnant. Then she had a miscarriage. And then after miscarriage, Danny went in there, snuck in. Or Jerry went in there, snuck in, killed Danny, Kim, Jessica. And then kidnapped the other two kids. Jesus. And the two foster kids and ran with them. Why? I that was the weird thing. He then kinda what? like blacked out. So the two kids that he took were ten and eight, and they're actually the daughters of Danny and Kim of the Daniels. Oh my and a nine year old foster child who was also a girl. Oh my god. The girls were dropped off on the side of the road in Bacon County. Bacon County? Yeah. That's uh, roughly like two counties south of Santa Claus from where you know they were found. <laughs> Bacon County yeah. is just south of Santa Claus, Georgia. <laughs> and then you got, got Pancake it. Way <laughs> just east of them. Well, okay, so we didn't hurt them. Yeah, they are left alive and... Uh, Actually, there's two that were left at the home alive. Ten-month-old boy and a five-year-old boy who was also the brother of the nine-year-old foster girl that got taken. So why'd he even take them then if he was just going to drop them off on the side of the road? He actually assaulted one of the girls. I asked if anything else happened. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to ruin it, but idiot. That's really shitty. Yes. And the only way that investigators actually caught on to Scott so quick is because they found the girls, like, at, within hours. I think it was, because he was only, like, 30 miles away. So it probably was, I think, like, six or seven hours when a farmer just drove by, saw them, called it in. Like, it was very, it was very short. And then the girls actually said that uh, Scott Taylor, and they, they said that, you know, that he murdered their foster parents and the other two kids hmm. so they literally snitched on him right away when they're 
the cops immediately got there. I mean, I would too. So he was arrested that same day, and it all kind of just fell in play because he didn't even plead guilty. Or he, I mean, innocent. Good. He, he didn't play it off. I don't know how he would. Mm-mm. Anyways, on July uh, 6th, 1990. 1999. 1999, sorry. Uh, along with nine, sorry, Jerry, <laughs> along with nine other prisoners, escaped from their jail cells, and he was quickly found and returned to captivity. This happens a, a lot. lot. A lot. Is it that easy? And I, Well, they said escaped, and he found was he was found quickly, so I'm assuming he probably didn't get out of prison. He probably just got out of his cell. I'm just saying our escapes, that... Yeah. I hear it a lot. <laughs> so he was actually given uh, four counts of murder and three counts of kidnapping. He's in prison for life. Good. Yeah. Or he actually got sentenced to death for the four murders. He's never going to see a death no, chamber. But it's... Oh, wait, he's in Georgia. I don't know how Georgia works. I was thinking it was California. It was set for October 1st and October 8th of, two. I think, like, 2001. October 1st or October 8th? October, between 1st oh. and 8th of October. So it's like a... Yeah, week frame. Okay. Frame. That was the word I was looking yeah. for. I just went completely blank. Wow. So that was my case. That Santa is Claus. really gross. And it was and one of horrible. the biggest cases there. It was actually one of their If only there was 200 cases. people that lived there, I would assume so. Less than 200 people. Yeah. That's even smaller than Shaver. Exactly. That's pretty fucking small. All right, you ready for my murder and mayhem? Sure. I couldn't have ha I couldn't have found a more perfect case than I did. Truly. I did my case on Bruce McArthur who is a very, very bad Santa. It's the summer of 2018 in Toronto, Canada. It, and before I say more of this, I have to say, there was so much to this case. I did definitely like a Cliff Notes version of it because there was a lot, but I got all the like main details in. Okay. Andrew Kinsman, 49, attended the local Pride Parade in Toronto's Gay Village. A day later, he disappeared. Kinsman's friend reported him missing on June 29, 2017. Police started a missing persons investigation at that time. Their investigation led to some CCTV footage showing Kinsman getting into a vehicle that was traced back to local man named Bruce McArthur, 67. McArthur was a well-known self-employed landscaper in the area, and this dude looks like every single one of my friend's dads in high school. Like... Fucking guy who used to be a hunter up in the sticks who got fat and drinks a lot of beer. That's exactly... Totally non-threatening is what I'm getting at. Gotcha. Look, yeah. I mean, just looks like a random dude. In addition to trimming hedges... Huh? Nah. Uh, he also worked as a seasonal mall Santa at the Agincourt Mall in Toronto, Canada. So there's the Santa for you. At this point... The only link to tying MacArthur to Kingsman's uh, disappearance was the CCTV footage showing him getting into a car that night with the car registered to him. To gather more evidence, investigators decided to monitor the bad Santa man and were under strict orders to arrest him if he was seen alone with anybody. Well, that happened, and officers broke down his door, so basically they saw... 
They were monitoring him, saw him enter his apartment or home he was living in with just one other person, and then it took a little bit of time because they had to, like, call the SWAT team or whoever the fuck, Mm -hmm. get them there, get their plan ready, and then enter. So he's been in there for a little while, okay? Well, after the officers broke down the door, they found that there was a man chained to MacArthur's bed frame, and... MacArthur was in the process of taping the victim's mouth shut and putting a bag over his head as well when the officers entered. Oh, shit. So he was in the middle of killing killing someone. someone. Yeah. And they saved him, and they said that they, like, oh, sorry if you guys just heard that. I knocked the fucking microphone. So sorry. Um, Bad. I'm a bad Santa. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. But... They, like, checked him medically, made sure he was okay, and he was fine. He was just really shaken up. So they got there just in time. Let's see. MacArthur was finally arrested. The arrest came after a string of deaths and disappearances from Toronto's gay village. A porn... A porn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Santa porn. (laughs) No, not that either. Upon searching MacArthur's home, investigators... Investigators found a hard drive showing photos of other victims. So, I mean, his porn, technically, I guess. I mean, it's true. That yeah. Was, that was bad. That was. That was bad. In poor taste. So is this entire fucking podcast, so. Oh! Hey! <laughs> I can't with you. Andrew Kinson was included in these photos as well as seven other men. 44-year-old Salim Essen, 50-year-old Suresh Mahamundi, 50-year-old Dean Lizowick, and 58-year-old Majin Kahan were pictured as well, all with their own corresponding folder. So, like, he had folders saved of these different names. The last empty folder ominously bore the name of the man that they had rescued. That oh, he said, Yeah. So he already, like, made a folder for him to put all those yeah. photos. Yeah. Really bad. Many of these photos showed that Bruce would dress the corpses in fur hats and coats and pose them. Some photos featured unlit cigars hanging from the victims' mouths, and one had, like... Bruce had taped the victim's eyes open, so in the picture the eyes were open. Super disturbing. Just, yeah, really bad. MacArthur's victim's hair was found sealed in bags at a storage shed he used for landscaping tools, which was, like, directly adjacent to a cemetery, so... Spooky! Bodies were found buried in planters in this area as well. Investigators realized the depravity of the situation. MacArthur would troll for victims on gay fetish sites, stating he was looking for a submissive of any age, which, soapbox real quick, I don't judge anybody for their kinks, but if you're going to maliciously troll for someone specifically who gets sexual gratification from being a submissive and you are planning on, like, actually harming them, that just seems super fucked up. It is super fucked up. I know it's super fucked up. It's just a special kind of fucked up. It's just... Yeah, it's bad. I hate it. Thanks, I fucking hate it. So he would get these people back to his residence, strangle the victim to death using a garrote, and then dismember and hide the remains. Which, you know what a garrote is? Yes. 
No, actually, I don't. It's like a wire or a rope of some kind, and then a stick, and they twist it so they can, yeah, more effectively strangle someone. MacArthur was nothing short of a predator. He chose his victims carefully. Most of these men were immigrants, which means, you know, their families in most cases were not in Canada, and they have been not, they may have not been reported missing as quickly, because they're, you know, it's just them out of their family in that country. They might just be there for a short period of time, so. Some of the men also were private with their sexual orientation and not out to their friends and family, so nobody would have even, like, when people were going missing from the gay village, the people in these victims' lives may not have necessarily associated with them with that area. Isn't it Providence in Canada? Towns? Well, no, it's called the Gay Village in Toronto. Uh, You know how they name, like, areas of town? Like, we call Tower Tower. Yeah, gotcha. Tower District, that's the Gay Village. That's just like, yeah. Um, Others lacked stable housing, so they were kind of transient. There is evidence that MacArthur sought out and exploited these vulnerabilities to continue his crimes undetective, which I totally agree with that's what was happening. MacArthur was sentenced to life in prison in 2019 and will be eligible for parole in 25 years. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. But correct me if I'm wrong, I believe from all the true crime that I have consumed in my life that in Canada, the highest penalty that they can award you in prison... Loki, shut the fuck up. If you can hear my cute-ass little kitty, sorry. The highest like sentence they can hand out in... Canada is 25 to life, essentially. So basically, that's you're in there for at least 25 years. Then no matter what you did, you're eligible for parole. If you did something really horrific, you're never going to get parole. And then, you know, you either stay in prison for the rest of your life or get paroled out. But you can't get sentenced to death or to life indefinitely in Canada. A. Hey. <laughs> A. I don't know. I don't know Canadian law. Speaking of A, hey. we were... <laughs> A. We were um, at work, and in a very simple version, because we're already at fucking 38 minutes and I don't want to take too long, we have to tell trees where a tree is located. So we say, like... You have to tell trees where trees are located? Tree crews. You said tree. That, too. <laughs> no, you said... The people who tree. have to cut them down, we have to let them know where they are. So we say between what poles, like what side of the poles, and how far, basically. And our coworker brings up a tree point, and somebody had just put A in all capital letters and comments, and that was it. I just imagine it was that person's last day, and they're like, fuck it. Oh, my God. <gasps> what? It happened. I think it's an, yeah. Assholes counting random trees? Yes. Yes. Um, so. Bye. No, wait. We have things. Email me, please. Send me an email. Make me feel loved. Make me feel like who, who, make me feel like Michaela did, who has listened to our podcast for over 1,600 minutes, and she Mm -hmm. shared that on our page, because Spotify told her. Michaela's the real MVP. MVP, I can't talk. (laughs) You can't talk. I can't talk. (laughs) You say the thing. Where do they email us? At booze, bullshit, and true crime. No! (laughs) It's the only one that's different. Booze, BS, and true crime at gmail.com. Booze, BS, and true crime at gmail.com. Send me all the things. 
We are Booze, Bullshit, and True Crime on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, uh, okay. I hope you guys have a sick-ass Christmas. And ho, ho, motherfucking ho. Ho. And Happy New Year. That too. Okay, bye.